to another episode of Those Koreans from Guam. I'm EJ and I'm June. Half a day and 안녕하세요. <laughs> 안녕하세요. Half a day. Okay, so last episode we left off talking about this cult-like culture of Trump and his supporters, which really like it reminds me of when I was studying, you know, Hitler and World War II in high school. And um so we wanted to explore that a little bit because that's what it seems to be, what seems to be happening. Um, and June claims he doesn't know that much, but I feel like he reads a lot more than I do about current events and things. And I wanted to ask, and this has seriously been on my mind, I wanted to ask about these conspiracy theories um, that Trump and his supporters seem to be backing up because it makes no sense to me and I don't really understand why this is even happening. And I don't want to yeah, give it a so platform, it, but we have to talk about it. I feel like we have to talk about it. Yeah, so it, it's, it's just such, it's so, that, this is another reason why I think, like, Trump is not mentally stable, because, like, like, what, you know, what real, like, government leader in their right mind would even endorse such a psychotic, like, conspiracy, like, thing, right? It's just so freaking crazy that, <laughs> like, like, you know, I, I just, I, and I, and when I see people who online who actually like believe in this conspiracy and they like post stuff like from the conspiracy, and I'm like, you can't be serious. You know, you can't be serious. This is just so wacky that I just, you know what I mean? So can we can can we get a recap of what the QAnon conspiracy theory is? So basically what what it is is like it they it's like this thing where they believe that they're the Democrats and like uh other like the the Democrats and the deep state is working with like celebrities and it's like this big thing of like a ring of like uh, pedophiles. And it also goes into like, like just the most, the stupidest thing like Hillary Clinton and Oprah and some other celebrity or Tom Hanks or whatever. And they like try to like get their hands on the blood of children and they drink it to keep them young or whatever. So there's like some Satanism in it. And like, there, and so like, like in, within the deep state, there's like supposed to be this agent named Q and he's exposing them, right? And Donald Trump is supposed to be the savior where like, he's trying to fight these guys to save like, like uh, the children from the pedophiles. So that's like the QAnon theory, like that's their whole conspiracy, and like they weave, they weave in like, like true things, like facts, into the conspiracy to make it, you know, seem more believable. I don't most, understand like, how this mythology even came about. Like it's so, and for people who believe this, I want you to really look 
from the outside in and see what it's doing. It's creating this really, really dark story. And then it creates Donald Trump as a savior coming in, saving the world. It's like the plot of some crazy movie. And it's basically to paint this person who looks like he may lose the election in a very much like we need him or else the world is going to end kind of theory. And yeah, and and the, and the thing bananas. that's like really the re thing that's really crazy about it is like so like this so the secret agent that's or whistleblower or whatever in the conspiracy that's in the deep state or whatever like he uh, like he always makes these like predictions right he makes these predictions like okay now the the letter's out Hillary Clinton's gonna has to answer to you know, he's going to be outed as the, one of the, you know, pedophile or whatever, or, you know, like, like he makes these like claims, right? And it's like kind of intertwined with what's really happening where, yes, Hillary Clinton was called to like, not testify, but like, appear wherever, you know what I mean? And she really went and appeared and like, I don't know, just... Oh, when Bill Clinton but, was seen with Jeffrey Epstein on his plane and stuff? Is that no, 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 no. No, like she had to appear for some other reason. You know what I mean? Okay. I forget what it was, but she had to appear at the court or something like that. But like politicians are always appearing at some office or whatever, right? Yeah. But then like, they're like, okay, she's appearing at because they finally got her. Like they're gonna, you know, expose her as like this, you know, to fit their conspiracy. But the problem is that none of his predictions, none of the conspiracy writers' predictions ever came true. They were all, like, when it came time, they were all false. Like, like for instance, like the Pizzagate. You know what I mean? Like, What's Pizzagate? Claim. What's Pizzagate? Yeah, so, so this is so fucking crazy, right? Where, like, and people actually believe this. So this is part of the conspiracy of, like, the pedophile ring. And like, there's supposed to be a pizza restaurant in Washington. And like in the basement is where they keep like the kidnapped children of the pedophile ring. And like, people actually believe this, right? To the point where someone went in there that believes in the QAnon conspiracy and they shot up the place. Luckily, no one got hit or died. And this, this is the problem with the QAnon conspiracy. The feds intercepted this lady that was on his way, that was on her way to kill Biden. And she had like guns and weapons and bombs and shit in her car, right? Because these people really believe in this conspiracy and they believe that they have to like go and save the children. So they're like, they're violent, you know what I mean? Listen, there are pedophile rings out there. There are child trafficking is an actual thing that happens. Maybe there's a place where these kids are being stashed. But that's that's separate, not to diminish the issue, it's a big issue, from then tying all these people to it. That just doesn't make sense. Like Yeah, and, and, and the problem with the QAnon conspiracy is that it 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 takes away from the real work of fighting against the real pedophile ring. 
You know what I mean? Like, for instance, like, there's a hashtag, like, save the children, right? The QAnon conspiracy people almost kind of took over that hashtag so that the real oh. information that people need to share about it is not getting through. Oh, my God. That's awful. That's really, and really and terrible. So, and so, like, so, like, with the Pizzagate thing, it's, like, it, it's so crazy because, like, they went and then they actually checked it out. And like the gunman was demanding that they take him to the, that, you know, the owners of the restaurant take him to the basement. Uh -huh. The restaurant has no basement. It has no basement. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just completely made up fucking crap. And then like, a, I'm like the author of the Pizzagate one was like one of the leaders of the alt-right. I just don't understand how people actually think this is believable. I appreciate the fact that people care about child trafficking and the issues, but like you said, this is distracting from the real issue. No, not only actually, that, but it's it's like it's like if you are an adult, how can you believe in this? It's just so psychotic. I don't understand how you can believe in this, you know? It's like like it's either you're doing a lot of drugs or there's something mentally wrong with you if you're if you can believe in something like this yeah it just makes zero sense i just it's a distraction from the issue it's distraction from the real issue election it's basically a big distraction and my friend one of my close friends here just posted a facebook article last night and it's basically like it's like a nazi cult like the people who believe this, like basically when you have a story like this, it's to, and it's, this article is by somebody who has studied and worked with genocide. And these type of mythologies are formed to really build that movement. It's not about the story, it's not about the pedophiles, it's not about the celebrities in this ring, it's about building a movement. It's that ultimately takes place in the early stages of what's to become a serious situation like a genocide or some sort of fascist state. And I don't know, I'm not saying, oh, there's going to be genocide committed here in this country. I'm just, but I do see real clear signs in this country of the early stages of fascism in Nazi Germany, discrediting the press. Yeah. The, the whole like youth, you know, like really brainwashing the, the strong supporters, the base, these rallies. I don't remember a president during their presidency throughout the four years having regular rallies anywhere. Like that to me is very highly unusual. During election years, we saw them going to different states, but I never saw Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton. Those are the people in my recent memory because beyond that, I was a young child. I don't remember them traveling the country for four years doing rallies. This is highly unusual. Yeah. You know? And like, and so my, my biggest reason, like one of my biggest reasons why I really, really think like that, you know, like that, that Biden and Harris has to win and Trump has to be taken out of office is because he fuels this white supremacy movement. You know what I mean? 100%. Like he, 
fuels it. Like we're like, you know, we're like some people are a little bit more optimistic than me, or they're a little bit, they're a little bit, you know, they're they're just a little bit more positive than me, where they feel like they can that racism can be taken away, like that you can get rid of racism in America. I'm a little more cynical, where I don't think that's possible. I think these people are racist, their kids are gonna be racist, and they're just gonna be generations of racists. So I just think there needs to be rules and regulations, and there has to be kind of a, kind of, kind of like, a, like how it was up to the point where Trump got elected, where like people, where racists don't feel emboldened to come out and commit racist acts, especially violent racist acts, right? Yeah. But with Trump, with a guy who retweets, you know, people yelling white power, like personally retweets it, you know what I mean? And then like, he's like, oh, I didn't hear that part. I'm like, it's in the beginning of the video that you retweeted, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like so loud, it's like the main part of the video. Yeah. You know, like, like with a guy like that, you know, and, and, and people have their theories, you know, like a lot of people say like, no, Trump's not racist. And I'm like, I, I don't know how you can even believe that, but you know, let's say, let's say I'll give, maybe I'll give you that. Let's say he's not, let's say he's not. He definitely does not condemn the racist. He definitely- well, A majority of his base is racist. So even if he himself is not racist, we know he's a guy who loves power. And so he has to have a strong base. And because his strong base is majority racist, he needs to pander to that. So even if he's not a racist, he's making it okay. He's making this okay, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, like, uh, you know, like, like, I know we talked about David Cho before and like on the yeah. Joe Rogan podcast, yeah. like he was trying to explain to Joe, like, Joe Rogan was like, why do you think that racist thing happened to you? And David Cho was like, because Trump. And then, you know, Joe Rogan tried to be like, oh, no, it's not Trump. And then, you know, they, and then you can see David Cho get pissed. And he was like, no, listen, motherfucker. Every time he says the China virus, you can see statistically spikes of violence acted on Asians in America, right? 100%. And and you know, sooner or later, my my kids are gonna probably go to the states for college, right? And I don't want like violent acts, you know, on them, right? And 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 to the people who are being like, "Oh, you're paranoid. That doesn't happen to me. That happened to me. That fucking happened to me, right?" Like, like I haven't told this story yet because we didn't continue on the series of all the racist shit that happened to me. Well, you could tell but it now. I got fucking jumped in front of my school. What? With this fucking big ass fucking truck, like pulled up, right? And they were yelling like, oh, we're gonna get you, you little brown motherfuckers and all this shit, right? In Seattle? And like these, in Seattle. These, and like, one of them had a cowboy hat on, 
you know? And then there, there's three of them. They got out of the car. One of them fucking batted me in the head. Right? So, like, don't fucking tell me that shit doesn't happen. That shit fucking happened to me. I don't want it to happen to my kids. And that happened before the normalizing and, you know, accepting of racism by a president. This happened before right. all that. So it's there. It's there. But now we have a leader who makes those kind of acts okay. Like, go, you know, that's fine. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's what problem. I'm saying. Is, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't condemn the racist. He doesn't condemn the racist groups. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest problem. It's not, there's no way to eradicate racism. And it's not so much like, oh, stop being racist. If you're a racist, you're a racist. I can't change your mind. But to commit violent acts, to treat yeah. people this way. I mean, if you got jumped in front of your school, you're, to me, at the age of 40, looking back on that, you're a child. You're 20 something. And, or maybe even late teens. And to have that happen, it's, it's not forgivable. It's not okay. And okay, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I'm the victim because, like, uh, like we ended up beating their ass. So no, yeah. but you did not start that. You were an innocent person on the street, and even if you won the fight, that fight should have happened. Fight should yeah. happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. in that sense, you are, to me, you are a victim because no matter how good your fighting skills are, what if the next Asian person hanging out there don't, doesn't know how to fight? That's the problem. Yeah, so, yeah, so. You know. So, yeah, is yeah, and uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just, maybe I'm not in the mood. Maybe we'll do it next episode, but I'll tell you the full story. I'm just okay, like, I want to hear the full story, yeah. but I want to tell you a little story about what happened to my boy last weekend. And this is racism. And racism, what I want to make clear, is not just amongst white people being racist, although that seems to be what's gaining traction right now in our country with white supremacy. Racism, Asians are freaking racist as hell. Black people are racist. We're all racist. And I think that all of us listening to this needs to confront our racial biases and switch our behavior a little because that's where the change really happens. And I want to yes. tell you what happened last week at a public park here in Stamford, Connecticut. Um, we were at a park and we were parked right next to a car full of like young Jamaican men. And they had very, very thick accents. So I know they're yeah. Jamaican no one else yeah. talks like that okay and they were just hanging out minding their own business and it was fine and then we went to play they were hanging out by their cars and you know we parked and we went to play in the fields and the playground and then when we were coming back my boy ran ahead of us it was him yeah. running ahead and then it was me and then my husband and my daughter were behind me and there was a good distance but as soon as my boy started reaching the car near the jamaican men they started making these sounds, like Asian language sounds. If you're Asian, you know what it sounds like. And they're yelling it at an eight-year-old boy who basically is small. So he looks like he's six or seven. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. running towards the car and they're yelling sounds at him. Yeah. It just 
doesn't make sense why anybody would say or treat a young child that way. Now, first of all, he's autistic. And second of all, he's never confronted that kind of racism before. So he didn't even know these people were talking to him. But me, yeah. as someone who's been Asian for 40 freaking years and has dealt yeah, with it, I can identify it like that. So I knew what was happening. And my husband didn't hear because he was behind me, like way behind me. Um, yeah. And I was just like, that's really, really sad. But I think it's, and then those guys would be the first people, you know, people are probably racist towards them all the time too, because they're black, they're Jamaican, they have these thick accents. So it's like, if you are someone who is victim to that, I, I implore everybody listening to this, not just black people, because I don't think it's, they're the only ones who do this, white people, anybody, Asians, we need to really check ourselves, all of us need to check ourselves where have we been sort of racist or committing racial you know certain acts with racial undertones to it and we need to fix it because if we don't we're just a bunch of hypocrites here right now talking about those racist white people so you know i kind of wanted to tell that story when you were like telling your stories i'm like oh i got to talk about what happened to colin last week and it was really it's sad and he doesn't know what happened so you know he's fine but I told my friend whose um, husband is Jamaican, and she was like, that is ridiculous. Like, the fact that people were doing that. I said, you know what, though? If you're Asian, people have yelled random sounds at you many times in your life. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, like, it's almost like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just almost like so normal that, that you don't, you're not even, sh you know, like, it doesn't even bother you anymore. Right. It, and that's the thing, though. It's, it's like, it never bothered me until it happened to my kid yeah yeah of course because you kind of course. like internalize it and you're just like whatever they're just stupid whatever and then as soon as you see it happen to your child you're like what the hell was that and how is that okay you know and i think yeah. that's last weekend was kind of that moment where i realized it's been happening all my life but to see it happen to my kid who's done nothing to anybody yeah. And, um, you know, and, and that's where I have to say, okay, well, I can't keep saying bother me. It has to bother me and I need to speak about it so that the next generation doesn't have to deal with it and normalize it the way you and I have. So, you know, it's yeah. kind of my little two cents yeah. on that. Yeah, it, <sighs> it, it's like, it's, it's the, it's like the thing that all Asians have grown up with, mm -hmm. right? It's like the thing. That's the so thing that my David post last week on, you saw my post last week about yeah. people asking where you're from. Yeah. No well, matter how many generations you've been your friend. So I will always be asked yeah. where I'm from. Yeah, that, that doesn't bother me as much, but it, what it implies like bothers me where they where they don't see you as American as them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like even though we were both born and raised in the United States, right? And, uh, you know, which would make us American, what else would we be, right? We were born and raised here, right? Like someone who had, someone who was white and immigrated from Europe, right? At a young age and didn't have a European accent would just be considered more American than us. And that 100%. person and that person would be seen as more 
American, even without citizenship, right? Even if they had a resident card, that person would be seen as more American than even our kids who would be like third generation Americans. Yep. 100%. That and is there's only fact. one reason why, right? There's only one reason why is yep. our outer appearance, the way we look. Yeah. Right? So that, that's what, that's the thing that bothers me because why does it bother me? Because if you're not seen as, you know, an American, then that means like it implies that they're trying to take away like your full, not take away, like not that they can take away, but they see that you don't have the full rights as an American to express your opinions about our country. Yeah. Right? And it's our birthright because we were born in Americans. I've never lived in any other country. We've been, you know, we are American. Yeah, and and so, so there's three things that most Asian Americans, like, like racist acts that are like very common that every single Asian American has come across. One is the whole like, you know, they make those like ching chong 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 ching chong chong yeah. to you and they laugh and they think it's funny, right? Yeah. And then two, they like to like purposely like slant their eyes at you. Yep. Right? So that has happened to every single Asian person. Mm -hmm. And third, you've been told to go back to where you came from. That's what David Cho was talking about in the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, and it, it's, it's so funny how like, because though all, like the third thing, it, it implies that you are foreign, you're a foreigner, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it also kind of implies like, you're a foreigner, shut the fuck up. You don't get to speak on issues that deal with our country. Yeah. It, it diminishes your Americanness. It's an attempt to diminish your, you know, the fact that you belong and i think that but we can't change the way we look i mean we can but we'll still look freaking asian <laughs> you know yeah. no matter how much plastic <laughs> surgery i get i'm gonna look asian and yeah. so <clears throat> it's it's something that i think many generations of asians we have to speak up about it and make people aware and actually after i posted that um i've had a few white friends say I remember saying this to you, were you offended? And I said, you're my friend. I understand where you were coming from. I was not offended, but I would like you to be aware. And, yeah, I, I, think I'm, yeah. I think I'm less offended when they ask like, uh, where are you from? Or like, you know, what, what are you? Or what age? And like, I'm, I'm less offended by, and especially like the tone. And even if it's racist, if they're kind of have a good heart and they're just, you know, it's, you know, you know, but that's different from go back to where you came from. Absolutely. That's not the, it's, those aren't the same things. Dude, well, I mean? well, the, 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 where are you from? And like, whatever, all that stuff, those are like microaggressions, right? So it's basically things that people might not even be aware that they do that make someone feel like they don't belong. Now, when you say something like go back to where you came from, that's very straightforward. That's just straight up aggression. And they're telling you, get out of here because you have no place here. 
And, you know, that's a whole different thing. And that's something obviously zero place for. But I think I want everybody to kind of really realize that America isn't just a white face or even a black face. Black Americans have more place here than Asian Americans do. You know, we're always just, you, you, don't, you look at a black guy, you don't automatically assume he's from Africa. He's American. Um, but, you know, I think that's the, that's a little, that's a barrier that Asians have to deal with. And it's not because we're new immigrants. China, the Chinese railroad was built a long time ago when they brought in an influx of Chinese workers. Asians have yeah, been yeah, in yeah. for a very long time. But, yeah, yeah, hundreds of years, yeah. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're still a very, you know, small minority compared to other ethnic groups. So, you know, I, I think these type of platforms where we do speak on it, I'm hoping to raise some level of awareness, you know. And that's not to yeah, vilify people who've asked, where are you from? They're not bad people. It's just to be aware, like, when you're asking that, what are you implying, you know? Yeah, and and I don't mean to be. Sometimes I feel like um, I don't want to be like 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 a stickler, you know. I don't want to be like a like, well, fight away. It's you know, I, I'm that's not what I'm trying to do, but I, I I need you to understand that when you ask me like, what are you? I'm American, with Korean ancestry. Absolutely. You know what I mean? When you ask, when people ask me like, where are you from? I tell them I'm from here. My parents immigrated here from Korea. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, because I can't, because I know what they want me to say. They want me to say I'm from That's Korea. They all want to hear I can't that. Tell you, but I, I can't say that because it's not true. I'm not from Korea. I wasn't born there. I never lived there. Mm-hmm. Like, if you threw me in Korea right now, I wouldn't survive. I don't know how to live there. You'd be a foreigner. You'd be a foreigner there. It would really literally be yeah. like, go back to where you came from. Like, you'd be a foreigner in Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, the Koreans can tell me, go back to where you came from. Because <laughs> exactly. I'm not from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm very much American, you know? That's, that's what I am, you know? Yeah. Yeah, our, our identities are a little complex in that way. And I think we spoke about it a little bit in our first few episodes, but um, it's something I'm proud of and I think you're proud of too. But I, you know, I think that... I, I, I would say this, I would say this. It, it doesn't make us uh, less American by acknowledging our ancestry, right? Mm -hmm. Just like... 100%. Just like, just like, you know, just just like white Americans are not automatically, they don't take off American points off of them for acknowledging their European ancestry. 100%, yep. You know, they, they don't go, oh, you, you retraced your ancestor back to England or Ireland or, you know, whatever, or Germany or whatever, and we're going to dock a couple po American points off of that. But when it comes to Asians, mm -hmm. it's like your ancestry came from China. That's that's the minus five points on Americanness for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's weird. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, but it really goes back to the way we look, because it's in their face, and it's hard for them to understand, and make it click that there are Americans that look like Asian. 
because they have Asian <laughs> ancestry. Um, and, yeah. you know, uh, we have to keep talking about it because otherwise they just forget. But we are running out of time. We are out of time. Actually, it's been about okay. half an hour. I love how this started off talking about the Trump cult and we ended up with this. <laughs> I love yeah, these podcasts. Yeah. They're so fun. Yeah, but, um, so, yeah. yeah, just remind me for next episode, I'll give you the full story on getting jumped by racist. <laughs> yes, let's hear that on our next episode. Um, thank you all for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one where June gets jumped. Bye. Okay, later, guys. <laughs>